and welcome to the Ask Sue show, everybody. I tell you what, that simply the best seems to go so quick. I, I always seem to miss the end bit, and I'm sitting there, and, and then I'm never ready for it. Anyway, hope everybody's all okay. want to say a big hello to Psychic Max, Maximus, who's in the chat tonight. He is sponsoring the show tonight, with that is Universal Psychic Readings. Uh, we'll be putting the links onto the chat, or if Maximus would love to do it, he's by all means welcome to put the links to his group. Um, and an absolute fantastic guy, brilliant at doing the readings. He can do tarot card readings, he can do email readings, bit of all sorts. Go and have a look at Universal Psychic Readings on Facebook, and he can help you there. Very much recommended. And we'll be coming over to Shropshire in November, so very much looking forward to seeing him. He'll be at the Telford Holistic Fair too, um, and will be available for readings there too. Um, so very much looking forward to that. So Universal Psychic Readings is where you need to go to um, go and have a look for some tarot card readings or some guidance, etc., etc. So we'll talk about that a bit more um, later on in the show. Now tonight, I'm very excited to say the least because I've got. A lovely lady with me tonight who is very well known and will be coming again over to meet the Ask Sue as well in the UK. And I've known this lovely lady for quite some time where we met um, in, in the past. And, and I am very glad to bring her back into my um, now and also into the future. So hi to Lisa, De Bur Lisa Beretta. How are you doing? Hi, Sue. Thanks so much for having me back on. I've really talked oh. briefly, I think, one time a few months ago, right? That's right. Oh, I'm so chuffed to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Looking forward to the show. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. Can I just say to you already that the lines are filling up already? That's great. So, so for anybody who, who has obviously been hibernating for quite a while, who doesn't know enough about you, tell us all about you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I have been a practicing... Astrologer, reader, uh, metaphysician, believe it or not, since I was 14 years old. So that's quite a while. I, without giving away my age, it's, it's well, well, well over 35 years. And uh, my first book is The Street Smart Psychic's Guide to Getting a Good Reading, which I felt uh, a lot of people who do readings, like myself and you and anyone else listening, it's almost. Uh, a handbook to give some other people an idea of what it's like to be on the other side of the cards, what we're dealing with, and also it's very informative and it helps the reader understand what you really, how to get the best reading possible, how to really formulate your questions, know what you want, and and really, you know, it goes more into the energy of a reading. Then, of course, my second book, which came out in May, The Book of Transformation, answers a lot of questions that we all have now as we approach December 21st, 2012, uh, the opening of the Galactic Center, the Mayan calendar. I know so many people are fearful that it's going to be about destruction, but it's not. It is actually the door opening to welcome us into a, a new golden age. It, it's a different energy where we can all embrace our God-given psychic powers, which we all have. So yeah. these dormant powers are going to start to come about, and the book explains how to use them, how to recognize them, uh, some of the things you may experience as you go through the shift, both emotional and physical, and hopefully very helpful. And I, I have an article coming out in Watkins, Body, Mind, and Spirit. I believe it's the November issue, and that's sold over in the U.K. and in the States. It's sold in um, 
I believe it's Whole Food Store and Barnes and Noble. So I'm excited about that. And also, I co-produced a documentary uh, called, um, you know, uh, th- th- it's a debate about the paranormal, surviving death, the paranormal debate. And this is very timely now, especially this time of year with Halloween and ghost hunts. When when we go on such a thing, or we take a, 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 take it upon ourselves to do these, these investigations. What are we looking for? Why are we looking for it? How to tell the difference between uh, just some residual energy or an intelligent energy? And this documentary, uh, it features Richard Felix from the UK, which, which I'm sure, I guess, over there you're probably very, very familiar with Richard. Yes, yep. He was great. And uh, Lloyd Arbach from, from the States and Michael Toddy from the UK was the medium, and they went on a paranormal investigation. And it, it's just interesting, and I would ask everybody out there to go to the Facebook page for Surviving Death, a Paranormal Debate, and, and please like the page because as we're, we'll be updating it because it's in film festivals now. It may be going on to PBS, and if it gets picked up, we're, we intend to make a series of it, hopefully come over to the UK, and talk to somebody like you, Sue, who can show us around and show us what I feel that that's a hot spot for the paranormal over in the UK. Definitely. You have more well, going on over there than we do because it's been around a lot longer. And I feel it would be such an interesting place to really go there and film. Oh, come along, come along. I, I want know, to. It's so funny. It feels to me like in this next. I'm going to say in this next year, we're going to see loads of people coming over to the UK, and I'm hoping I can get them to Shropshire. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, it, like you say, it does seem that a lot of people from abroad do definitely want to come over to the UK, and I'm just like, love it, because everything I'm doing at the moment is literally bringing everybody together, and I, I am just so just to get you on. Now, can you just, sorry, repeat, surviving, what was it that you just said oh, for people uh, who like the page? Surviving death. A paranormal okay. debate. Right. It's okay because so I'm just finding the um, links for everybody. So what I'll do is I'll search them. But if afterwards, what we'll do, Lisa, is we'll get you on to um, the Ask Sue Show group and we'll get all of the um, links on there as well for you. Okay. Great, great. Because, uh, like I said, I really we would really love to when we discussed, when we made this, to eventually go over to the UK because there's just so many interesting places and if we're going to look for paranormal activity, what a what a great place to start. Yeah, uh, I'm honestly. As soon as you said, obviously we were just talking before the show, and as soon as you said, and I've just come off and I put you on hold, and I said to Bill, she's hopefully coming to the UK. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I mean, I have my past life there. I just want to go check it out again. <laughs> so what? So where was your past life in the UK then? Uh, well, according to a past life reader, my my past life occurred somewhere uh, in the early 1500s. He felt it was somewhere between maybe 1516 and, and 1536. I don't feel I had a very long stay there because uh, uh, this, his name was Dr. Nash, and he gave me this past life reading back in 1977 or 78. I was about 22 years old, 21 years old, actually. And um, he told me I... He went through a different past, a few different past lives, and the the one in the UK said, "You bring forth so much of what you know from that past life to this life." He said, as far as healing, working with herbs, working with stones, divination. He said, only back then, I may have been a little bit naughty with it, and it was um, so. That's how come I don't like birds, 
and I don't like anything too tight around my neck because, uh, to make an example of me, I was beheaded, and according to Dr. Nash, my head was placed on a pole at the entry of the city or somewhere in the city, town square or whatever, and the birds had pecked at it because I could never figure out why I had a fear of birds. I, I look at them and I see them as beautiful creatures and they represent freedom, but I was afraid of large birds. I had a fear, an unjustified fear of them. And once he told me that, the, the fear started to subside because I, I understood, I guess I did a release. But he said it was a, a very exciting time for me where I did acquire a lot of knowledge. And I always felt a need to go back. And even when I walked through um, the old section of Philadelphia, which you know at one time was uh, the, the new headquarters for when the country was young and we were breaking away from, from the crown, I always feel more British than I do American. I, I relate more to to just everything that was um, British. Yeah. So yeah. it must be in a past life memory. Now, the, the funny part is, first of all, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have to tell, take you to Ellesmere Mia because we've got a picture on Facebook. You'll have to have a look at my Facebook where we've got Bill, my partner, sitting on a bench at Ellesmere, and I picked up a goose and put it on the bench, and it's actually stood by him eating corn oh, wow. <laughs> on this bench. <laughs> How about that? So, So, everybody... Remember this show because we're going to get Lisa Beretta to Ellesmere Mia sitting on a bench with a goose stood by the side of her and having I'll, a panic I'll attack. <laughs> yeah, I'll have it sit on my lap and show you that I'm not afraid anymore. I definitely took care of that energy and we, I just transmuted it. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well done. Well done. But um, so you've got, honestly, I mean, every time I speak to you, you've got so many things that are happening around you. So what, so uh, now, how have you got on, obviously, with your books and everything? Because I remember last time I was speaking to you that, obviously, the book of transformation was pretty well coming out and everything. So how has that gone for you? So far, it, it, I've been getting a lot of good reviews for it, and I'm very thankful, and I'm thankful for all the support I get for the book. It, it came out in the States. It was May 22nd. I, I believe it became available in Europe maybe sometime in July. So. It's still a little young, but like I said, thank thank goodness I've I've gotten nice reviews and people seem to like the book. It's a quick read. It's nothing with uh, the language is very straightforward, and it doesn't get too uh, metaphysical for people who are just you know approaching the subject matter. And hopefully everyone will pick it up and find out that we have the ability to really heal ourselves, the ability to know what's going on and most importantly, to change the things we do not like. We're coming out of that victim consciousness, which is so liberating, and that's what this new energy is all about. And as you know, I'm also an astrologer, so I I pay attention to a a lot of things that are going on that also usher in this new energy. Uh, A a lot of uh, people are, I don't know if they're aware, but uh, the planet Saturn is making a big shift, and whenever you have a a big heavy planet making a change, there's always like, you know, it's like moving the furniture around in your house. You have to figure out where everything goes again. So Saturn is finally leaving Libra, where it's been for about the past two and a half years, and it's going into Scorpio. So uh, it will affect everyone in a, in a different way, but hopefully wherever Saturn was, that's where you will be able to, you know, breathe a sigh of relief once it leaves. And right, we have I think- eclipses coming up, and that's always a, you know, a change. And the big full moon this weekend, I've had so many people, my clients, ask me about this full moon in Aries that we're going to have on the um, 
28th, 29th of, of the month. It's coming up in a few days. And the thing yeah. that's uh, so big about this full moon, this full moon is going to conjunct the planet Uranus, which is the sudden, the unexpected, a lot of surprises. But it, it also could be volatile. So, you know, it's not a good time to engage in any arguments or, or any disagreements. If, if you, you feel anything coming up like that, it's best left not for this full moon. You know, yeah, that's funny you should say that because I was just about to say to you that that at the moment, I, I mean, I don't know if it's just my friends, but a lot of people are saying that they can feel the change at the moment, to say the least. And I'm, I'm even with um, spiritualism anyway. I mean, I'm like you know that I um, one of my titles I say is that I actually promote the psychic world and I promote what it's all about. But I'm finding that people want more at the moment don't they it's not just that they want just to read in anymore people are wanting to know more about it they want to know where sort of where to go next with it and I, it's like different people i mean I, i've just started the um I, I don't know if you know but i've literally just started my spiritual center literally last week oh. and it's where people are wanting courses and they want to know about tarot card reading and they're wanting to know you know, various different things, and it's people aren't just wanting to read in anymore. They actually want to know how to pick up more things, which is just absolutely fantastic. But it does feel like the, you know, the, there has been like arguments with people around and everything, and they do seem more severe than they would usually. Is yeah, I think a lot of, of that has to do with with uh, Saturn leaving Libra. It, it's it's in the very last degrees. The, the the moon is going to be in Aries, which is opposing. You know that the last few degrees of of that Saturn in Libra. Not only that, uh, the planet Pluto, which is always about some type of let's tear it down and rebuild it again, is going to square off with the Moon and Uranus because Pluto's in Capricorn. So you know that's that on a on a large scale that could be some type of a big global or political type of upheaval somewhere, which can go on at any time in the in the world. You know, but you know I feel that we need to be more conscious of it this weekend and uh, just really let things settle and not engage with anything negative. And I agree with you about how people want more. In the book, The Book of Transformation, I actually have, I believe it may be Chapter 7, The Changing Role of Lightworkers. Uh, before people would come to us for astrology readings and tarot readings or tea leaf readings or, or just energy readings and we would help them. But the more this energy permeates, you know, our, our Earth, and it starts to open everyone up to their own psychic abilities and a, a brand new consciousness and awareness, you know, they start to realize, hey, I can do that too. So our changing role is not going to be anymore as providing the service as almost being a teacher. Our changing role, we're going to be instructors and helping people and showing them how to do this for themselves, which is great because. There's nothing more empowering than to know that you you can do something yourself and you don't have to rely on someone else. I mean, I I go to a a different, you know, a few different readers because when I read myself, not that I can't, but I just don't feel I'm as objective as I can be. But if I had to do it, I can do it. And I think that's why uh, everybody is now more interested in tarot and energy and numerology and astrology they realize it's a part of who we are yeah yeah definitely definitely now before i carry on i have got to say 
your number one fan is in the chat room. And if I don't mention him to you and send your love from him, I'm going to get shot. He's told me in the chat already. So I've got to say hello from Max because he, he did say to me he wanted you on the show as well. And he, and he wants to send his love very big time. And he's put on the chat, Suze, please ask her about eating animals and us taking on their fear. Okay, hi Max, and thank you for being a fan. I, I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> you, you know, I um, especially I would say over the past few years, I've I've always been an animal lover, but I've become more sensitive to animals, and I actually do have lost my taste for for meat. I've become more of a vegetarian, eating pasta, uh, be, because I feel that we do take on their fear. You know, their fear of being slaughtered. How how are they slaughtered? It's not done in a humane way. And it, it holds the vibration. And because we're shifting right now, we're so sensitive to vibration. And, and even on a subtle level, it, it affects us. Some people find it hard to digest the meat, and they don't know why, or they may feel angry after they eat it or, or not well. Now, it doesn't mean you can't go out and enjoy a, a hamburger or a good steak if you want one. This isn't for everybody. But the ones that are starting to open up more and, be, and just becoming more aware of the energy and are very energy sensitive, eat, eating meat can really uh, throw your whole system off because it is the vibration that we pick up. Everything we eat has a vibration to it. And that's when we have to watch out for these genetically modified foods that they're trying to put in front of us also. I, I really don't think that's good. See, this is the thing. I mean, I've spoken to a few people actually just – even ordinary Joe public. I mean, I've spoken to Max about this as well. And the thing is, nowadays, it's people find it more difficult because, let's face it, there is an, a lot of people are short of money at the moment. And let's face it, these easy, easy uh, microwave meals, let's say, you know, and, and the packaged foods, is a lot cheaper than the the um, fresh veg and everything else now that we're getting. And, and people are finding it hard to to heat, eat more healthily. That's true, and a lot of people find they, they have to realize that the microwave foods, although they may be convenient if you're, you're working or you, you don't have time you know, to prepare a proper meal, they are loaded with sodium. Now, we all need a certain amount of salt because it's a crystal and it, it, it's good for us. And, and, and uh, some, sometimes I know myself, if I'm a little nervous or unsettled, I'll crave something salty because the, the salt will actually help change the charge in my body. But these microwave foods are loaded with sodium, and too much sodium, you start to retain fluid. It's not good for your heart. It, it's not good for your kidneys. And uh, even in the movie, what was it, What the Bleep, they showed how you, when you microwave water, you change the crystal of the water. So you're actually changing the whole energy of the food when you microwave it. So we, we need to be more conscious of what we're eating. And you, and you can make quick meals that uh, might take a little bit longer than a microwave meal, but, you know, it's so much better for you. Yeah, I must admit, I've, I've been watching um, various things on the telly and, and listening to things on the radio, and I, I can't, I've, I've always said, you know, I enjoy my Sunday dinners, let's face it, drumming and lamb dinner and everything else. But after seeing various things and also seeing how people are treating the animals at the moment, do you know what I mean? Um, 
it just quite sickens me. I mean, you'll you'll have seen my Facebook. It's plastered in all of these animals and things. But I actually think at this moment in time, things are finally starting to change. And people are questioning, why are we taking all of this? In, in not just spiritual, you know, I mean, let's face it. I mean, people say to me, and I have this debate with people quite a few times, spiritualism isn't a religion. It is just part of life. It's just about what we should all be doing just naturally. Right, and it, it, you're right, and you know why we're we're more sensitive to the animals now too. Our vibration is going up. Our it, our vibration's changing. The whole vibration of the planet is changing. It, it's because of where we are. We we had a very hot summer here. The weather's been a little crazy, you know. So the Earth is going through its its own transformation. But as our consciousness hopefully goes up, what it you know it's the you know law of evolution. We need to keep on moving up. Animals, although they have a different consciousness than us, they still have a consciousness. So now we're becoming more aware of them. We just don't see them as pets or strays. We're starting to see them as the interconnectedness. And this is what this new energy is about. It's about the collective consciousness. We're all part of each other. We're all part of, as the American Indians say, the Lakota Sioux, Matakwiasin, which means we are one with the nature. We are one with everything. We're, we're a part of everything. And we're starting to realize if you hurt somebody, it's hurting yourself. So even animals, we're becoming more sensitive to how they feel and what their needs are. And to, I, I myself, every time I see a stray, I, I feel like bringing it in. I, I went from one cat to now I have four cats. And the legal <laughs> limit here is five, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I, I can went, have more I drinks than cats here. I went from 18. <laughs> you know, but I feel bad, and if I see a stray outside, um, my daughter the other week, she saw one. She chased it around the neighborhood with a bag of treats to make sure it had something to eat. And this is something maybe five years ago we wouldn't have done, not because we weren't compassionate, but we feel more compelled now than ever to take care of everybody and everything, and also people. I don't. I don't like to see anybody abused or, or, or suffering. I really feel that we have to look out for each other. But don't, I mean, I've, you know, we've had so many Ask Sue rants lately, it's ridiculous, and we're going from topic to topic here. But um, it's like, for instance, what happened to the days of when we used to share, the, you know, um, a cup of sugar with your neighbor, or, you know, if you saw somebody broke down on the side of the road, you'd try and help them. Society has so changed. Can we actually bring it back to where it used to be? Well, I feel that this new energy that's coming in, it's going to support this because it's also going to help us become more aware of our psychic abilities. And when you are aware of your extrasensory senses, everybody has to be authentic. So it will be a lot easier for us to determine uh, if that person on the side of the road is someone who wants to harm us or if it's somebody who's desperately in, in need of assistance. Well, we have a different awareness because we'll be living more consciously and I really feel that the, the the bad guys, they're always going to be around, but this new energy does not support them. They're, they're not going to last as long as they once did. It would be like, you know, they're a lower vibration trying to make it in a higher vibration world. That So they're going to be called out a lot quicker. We'll be able to see who the phonies are, um, who does not have our best interest at hand. And what we do is we just don't engage and we, we walk away from them. We We don't entangle our energy with theirs. Oh, do you know what? That sounds like a total relief on my behalf already because, to be fair, we've had quite a bit of trouble on the Internet with um, our look at the pictures of the things that have happened to dogs and cats and people and all that, you know. 
and I just think, oh, please, something's got to change. Do you know what I mean? It's like we do the shows and we try to rescue people and rescue animals and all sorts. And, you know, we we seem to rehome one dog to then see another hundred more. And it's like something's got to change, you know? It does. And it, it you have to wonder, like, what type of a sick person would set a puppy or a kitten on fire? I mean, what type of oh. person is that, you know? They have a serious problem, and they 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 really you know should not be allowed around animals or people until they figure out what is you know not firing correctly with them. Exactly, and do you know what I actually um read I don't know if I read it or heard it on the radio or whatever now, but an eight-year-old boy had put a kitten in a microwave. Oh boy! An eight-year-old boy. Yeah, where I mean, where on earth does that? You know, it doesn't even. You can't even put it into your mind, can you, to try and take that on board? That, that's and, and, really twisted. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But then people, if you knew how many messages I had on Facebook because my son who's 13 said to me one day, I have actually, Mum, I've started a group up on Facebook. And I went, oh, no, here we go. It's going to be something about PlayStations or Xbox or computer game or whatever. And I said, oh, Jamie, what have you set up? And he said... I've been looking at this dog, and it was literally, the dog's name was called John, and he literally was a bag of bones, and it was literally bones just covered in fur. And I said, and what have you called the group? And he said, I've called it God Help John the Dog. And I could feel this lump come in my throat, and I went, oh, Jamie, that's just amazing. So I was on the other laptop. I found it on Facebook, and I literally added, like, 200 friends to it. And he, anyway, I said, press F5, Jamie. And he went, oh, my goodness, Mum, I've got 200 friends already. Well, it's quite funny because the next day we went on, and, and I looked, and I went, oh, my goodness. And he went, Mum, what, Mum? And I said, oh, nothing. It was over 1,000 members. Oh, my. So, you know, people are starting to respond more to, like, yeah, you but, know. That's, do you me. know what got me, though, Lisa, as much as anything else? was the messages I got because people couldn't believe how much a 13-year-old could actually do, that a 13-year-old could do something like that because they don't see enough anymore. And the amount of praise that I got as a mum saying, oh, how how have you managed to do get, get such a lovely lad to do such a lovely thing and all this? And I literally turned around and said, well, I just bring all of my children to respect animals as much as my animals respect my children. You're right, and you know what? That's a beautiful thing, and that's like a good energy that he's putting out. And if, if more kids were like that, it would, you know, that's the, these are the indigo and the crystal kids that are energy sensitive, and hopefully, you know, some of some of these indigos and crystals, because they're misunderstood, uh, they're they're angry children and they don't know how to express themselves, and so they may do something uh, against an animal. But the kids that are well adjusted and they're brought up in a, a family where you know they just em- em- embrace everything that's good and spiritual in nature, they're different. You know, they, they lead the way. So that's why it's important that, you know, we look at these young children coming around now and we don't feed them processed foods and we're we're very aware that they're energy sensitive and we encourage them to, you know, be that way and to be sensitive and be empathic. And, you know, they're going to be our leaders someday and, and we prefer to have people like that instead of angry people. 
Exactly. Well, it's quite funny because then after Jamie had done that and Emma saw a little bit of attention, she said, but Mum, I love animals too. And I said, well, you can always do a group as well. She's 11, and she went and did a group called I Love All of My Animals. And it's literally just pictures of animals in funny, doing funny things and all sorts. And I'll tell you what, they... I, I will blow my own trumpet. They're a credit to me. I, I just was so proud of them. And don't get me wrong, they are not angels by any means. They can be little devils, to say the least, at times. And they argue like nobody's business. But do you <laughs> know what I mean? They they literally have got hearts when they need them. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, we, and I say this to them, you know, we, we've got so many things that people need help with. You know, we had um, the other week about... Um, a lady called Lena, I don't think she's in tonight, and she was fighting to try and get, she was getting evicted from her house um, because it's some um, law or something. I can't remember how it works over with you. But and anyway, she got two grandchildren that she was bringing up and um, she was worried and she asked for people to help her and everybody chipped in to be able to get her enough deposit to get her home. See, that's great. That's what we have to do now where we just look out for each other. Exactly. I mean, that's what this energy is going to be all about. And as far as animals go, um, people need to realize that animals are very intuitive. They they rely on their instincts. I myself, when I do a reading, I plenty of times one of the cats would walk by me, and I somehow just tune into something, or I take it as a confirmation that whatever I'm saying, I'm on on target. I pay attention to them. Uh, They're also when I'm upset, I they can tell and they gather around me. So, you know, pay attention to the animals around you. Sometimes they have a message. And yeah. if people tune into their energy, you'll find out exactly what it is. Exactly. Now, obviously, a lot of people are going in. It's funny because I was talking last week at the Spiritual Center about um, animals. Um, you know, we have people that do psychic readings for animals now, and they can pick up things. And we've obviously seen it on the telly with Gabby um, on telling in the UK and all sorts. How much is that actually going around with America? Is Has that took off in America as well? Well, uh, a good friend of mine, she is a pet psychic, and a, a lot of people like it. They they want to know what's going on with their pets, and they, they don't know how to tune into their energy them, themselves to figure out, like, what's wrong with the pet. So they'll call in a pet psychic and, and try to find out, like, you know, why why is my cat or dog doing this or is something okay? And it, it's starting to, to catch on. There are a lot of people, practically every household has has a pet around here. And I think they said in New York alone there are more dogs uh, per capita than any other state. Everybody in New York has a dog. <laughs> and you wonder how they can do it. They all live in very, very small apartments because of limited space, but it seems like everybody has a dog. And they're starting to really embrace pet psychics. And there are a few shows on about animals and people that come on and they they figure out what's wrong with your animal and what they're thinking and how to get along better if you're going to cohabitate with a pet in your home. And it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. And and this is the thing, I mean, I, for instance, we've got um, a dog called Nervous, right? And he was literally, my brother has a Labrador and as as Malcolm calls it, she got raped. And he, Tara ended up having five pups. I wanted the bitch out of the litter. And then we had nervous, literally because he was nervous even as a pup. He was just born nervous. Do you know what I mean? So he got called nervous. And he will, he doesn't like, he likes to have a hug, but he likes it on his terms. 
And if he doesn't like it, he'll just give a little growl of, no, I don't like that. Thank you very much. That's enough. And you leave him being his fine. And people say to me, oh, but no, we shouldn't do that. And I said, no, it's no different than me shouting at my kids saying, no, thank you. I don't want you to do that right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly the same. And I keep saying to people, it's a two-way respect. My kids respect the dogs. The dogs respect the kids. Well, there's a show that we watch, um, my daughter and I. It's called My Cat from Hell. Do you have that show over there? I don't think so, no. My Cat from Hell, which is funny. Of course, there are cat owners who have a a problem cat who will uh, hiss and spit at strangers that come into the house or they don't like someone's mate or you know, and this guy comes in, he's very in tune to the animals, and he spends some time with them, and by the end of the show, he knows exactly what it is that the animal needs in order to live happily with the family, and it's great. He has the cats sitting on their lap and purring by the end of the show. You just need to be patient with them and understand that they have their own personality. They do have a consciousness, even though they can't speak or have a a logical brain like ours, they still have um, a sensing system and they're very energy sensitive and they more so than people because they have to live by their instincts they can tell when there's danger and they know who to back off from and how many animals have alerted their their owners to a, a fire or a potential danger or protected them from someone breaking and entering into the house so there's a lot exactly. to about having a, a pet yeah and they lower your blood pressure, too, when you're sick. If you pet a cat or a pet a puppy, it's known to lower your blood pressure. So they're also good for your health. Yeah. And, and animals sense that you're poorly straight away, because I've said this story quite a few times. They must be getting bored of my same stories. But I remember when I had the, a real bad migraine, I lay on the sofa, and my rotty, I literally, I think, collapsed pretty well into the sofa because I was so poorly. And my Rottweiler, believe this or not, lay along my body, literally on the top of my body, with her head on top of my head, with Penny, my other dog, lying behind my legs on the sofa, and the other one, nervous, lying on the floor in front of the sofa as if guarding me. But they all knew. Well, do you know what's interesting? I don't know if any of the listeners, uh, if they're familiar with Madame Blavatsky. Are you familiar with her? No, no. Uh, Madame Blavatsky... Uh, she lived in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and she was part of the spiritualist movement. And she was really an occultist. Some great books by Madame Blavatsky, difficult to read because the, her language is so intense, but she was really about the occult world and energy and how to manifest things and bring about things. And the story goes that, you know, she lived, she originally, I think, was Russian, and at one point she lived in New York in the States, and she had a very brief stay in Philadelphia, where I live. Well, when she was in Philadelphia, she she got gangrene in her leg. The doctor came, and he said, we have to remove your leg. And she said, no. No, I came in with two legs. I'm leaving with two legs. And she sent the doctor home, and she just sent healing energy to her leg, she saw an apparition of a white dog, and this apparition of the white dog stayed with her until she felt her leg was healed. When the doctor came back a few days later, he said, this is miraculous. Your your leg is healed. Well, there's a place in the city, it's a little restaurant called the White Dog Cafe, and people can Google it and probably see and read the story with all the details that I left out because it would take too long. The White Dog Cafe, because this is where she had her healing, and it was actually dog energy that she brought in to heal her. And a lot of Native Americans, when they do a different uh, ceremony, 
they call on either bird energy or dog energy or bull energy, whatever type of bear energy if they need courage. They they pull on the energy of the animals because they they know it's a good source to tap into because uh, we are all about energy. So instead of tapping into fear and worry, start to tap in what's around us. You need courage, start to think of a bear and tap into that bear energy. And it'll pull you through more than sitting there with a pencil figuring out your budget and seeing how you're still going to be in the red at the end of the month, you know? Yeah. It's about how we work with energy. Definitely. So um, do you want to tell us quickly um, about your books as well? Because obviously, I can't believe it. We've already 40 minutes into the show. It seems to go so fast when you're on. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so I want to um, say about your books, because obviously I need to just repeat those again, because I know a few of them have inboxed me on the chat to say we've missed the names of the books. So do you just want to tell us a bit about them? Okay. The first book is The Street Smart Psychic's Guide to Getting a Good Reading, and that was published by Llewellyn November of 2009. I know it's sold on at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Amazon UK. You, you, you can find it. That book was a, that was a lot of fun for me. That was my first book that I really sat down and from I wrote it from a reader's perspective. The beginning of the book I talk about, you know, readers have been around for a long time. They just didn't come about with the advent of the 900 number in the late 80s. The, the Oracle of Delphi back in Greece was one of the first readers. So the the first chapter more or less tells you a little bit about readers. And I made it humorous because I want people to engage this information and not see it as something that's, you know, so scary or so hidden that you really find it hard to embrace it. Chapter 2 will go into uh, the different types of readers. There's tarot readers, tea leaf readers palm readers, angel readers, energy readers, and it also tells you what out, what to look out for. When when you're with a reader who's not too scrupulous, there are definitely red flags, and I point that out, and, and, and how you can, you know, like, like any professional, there are solicitors, there are doctors, there are readers who will exploit your problems, so you don't want to go there, and you have to know how to recognize these signs. Chapter 3 is my favorite chapter, because like I said, it was re- written from uh, the, the the psychic side of the cards. Chapter 3 are the types of clients that we encounter when we're giving a reading, which is good for people who want to do readings themselves. They'll know what they're going to be up against because some clients can be tough. Really, I, I, I cut my eye yeah. to some tough clients, but it was good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have to have a thick skin to be in this business, and when sometimes when people call you, they're angry and they're upset because something in their life obviously is not going the way they want it, so... You have to know how to um, keep your mouth shut sometimes when when they're they're spewing off and just let them get it out of their system and sometimes that's hard to do, yeah. you know. And then then the book the rest of the book goes through with like well what do you expect from a reading and how should you conduct it? Uh, you know are there safety measures? Sure there are. You don't want to be so open that if you're with a reader who doesn't clear between readings you you're going to absorb that energy yourself and a perfect example was two weeks ago I was at a uh, place that was supposed to have a psychic fair and they didn't so I just went into the town where they had a little shop and I was in the shop looking at candles there was a reader there and I'll admit it I'm a psychic junkie I I love the psychic world I grew up around it it's a part of who I am and I'm always curious and a woman was giving readings and I thought why not I figured I'd let her give me a reading but when I touched her cards I almost wanted to drop them because they felt 
dirty in my hands. They didn't look dirty. They yes. felt dirty, and it was like, you know what? She's probably really good, but she's probably very drained. She must have been doing who knows how many readings all day. I could tell these cards were not cleared. She didn't have yes. them in a bowl of salt. She didn't have any clearing essence even to spray in the room. Or You don't want to go to a dirty reader, and by that I mean the doctor doesn't wash his hands between patients. That's not good. Anybody working with energy needs to be grounded and aware that you're dealing with somebody else's energy field, and if you're going to go in there, you don't want to carry anything from your previous client in, into that session. So always look for a reader who's conscious of, you know, their environment too and, and keeps their, their tools, their cards, or whatever. If they're just doing a psychic reading and they're not using cards, you want to make sure that they're grounded and maybe spray some clearing essence in the room be, before you come in. And then it just goes on in the very last chapter is how to get a reading like a rock star. Like if you really want to get a good reading, what do you do as a client to make sure that, um, you're getting the best out of it. Sometimes, you know, I'll get clients, and it's funny, one woman will come to me and she'll say, so tell me what happened today at work. I feel like saying, you tell me, you were there. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like they, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they understand what the reading is. We're not a human eight ball. I don't want you to give me the answers. I'm not looking for, for clues. I, But, you know, your day is long. You were at work for eight hours. Do you want to know about, do you want me to, go into your energy and pick up what aggravated you or who aggravated you or or maybe a potential uh, job promotion for you. They're so vast. And if you have limited time and you're only sitting with someone for 20 minutes or half hour, come in and say, today at work I had difficulty with a superior. Uh, what Do you get anything around that or am I just making more of it? You go in and maybe, the you know, whatever you're using, whatever yeah. tools you may pick up, hey, it wasn't about you, they had a problem at home and they, they took it out on you. And then once you're into that energy field, you may start to pick up, by the way, uh, you may have a new opportunity at work or whatever, or something not even related to work, possibly meeting a new person or or a move. So when you go in and you, you're settled and you don't want to play games with your reader and put them to the test, you're going to get a lot more out of your reading. And also some information you're not meant to have. Someone yes. will ask me a question, and if I tell them, I'm sorry, at this time, I'm really not getting anything on that. And then they'll yes. rephrase the question a different way. It's the same question. Some information you're not meant to have, and it doesn't mean your reader is not any good. It means there's a lesson for you that you need to go through and, you know, go through it. You, you, there's mm. something that you're not meant to have. So you have to respect that also, that we're not always 100% accurate. You know, it, a lot depends on our day, too. And as a reader, we have a responsibility to tell people when I'm not up to doing it. I had a bad day. Can we reschedule? It doesn't mean you're not any good. It just means you respect the fact you're working with energy and intangible. And that is why the psychic world is different than the scientific world. In science, science doesn't get what we do because in science, they want a formula, you know, one yes. plus one is always going to equal two, and they have controlled environments and double-blind studies. But when you're dealing with the psychic realms, it's not a controlled situation. It's very random, and time is not linear like we think it is, like past, present, future. Time goes in a loop, and it's a wave. And when we're given a reading for you, you don't know what part of that wave we're going to ride. We may pick up something that's going to happen to you five weeks from now. You want to know what's happening now. You want to know what your boyfriend's thinking, 
we're reading you. We're not reading your boyfriend's mind, and that's what this book tells you, how to really understand what a reading is and get the most out of it. That's book one. And book two is um, The Book of Transformation. And this is a very contemporary book about where we are right now. Things are changing in the world. We're changing. Uh, We're more aware that we are not limited just to our five physical senses. We have extrasensory senses. Organized religion has tried to keep us victimized by thinking that uh, we shouldn't go there. It's bad. Uh, It's the work of the devil. It's not. It's a part of who we are. We're energy beings. First and foremost, before our physical bodies, we have this whole energy essence. That's our consciousness. And that's what we have to start to understand. Hey, what about that part of us that nobody puts in the biology books, the the energy part? And medicine is starting to become more, uh, you know, uh, energy medicine, and we are starting to understand the quantum fields that, you know, we just do not exist in three dimensions. There's more to us that goes out into other levels. And I hope everyone would find that book interesting because it covers healing, how to recognize your psychic awakening, um, who to go to if you need advice because you don't understand why suddenly you're smelling cigars and no one in your home smells cigars. What does that mean? You're tapping into another dimension. And they're so easy to tap into once you know how to do it. But it also emphasizes when you, you do this, you always do it respectfully without ego, and you understand it's a part of who who you are, you yeah. know, and, it, it, and and this is going to be the open portal, everything's changing, and, and this is the shift into uh, a new age for man. It's our evolution from homo sapien to homo sentient. We're going from logical man to conscious man, and we're being very, and that's how come the thing with the animals, we, homo sentient means we're energy sensitive and we're living consciously now instead of just logically. And when you live consciously, it's a much better way to be because you're aware. And when you're aware, you know that you can manifest things, you can change things, and you have more control over your, your life. And you, you're not victimized by a job, a person, or your, even your own self. Exactly. Exactly. I've just got to say that Deb's, um uh, is in the chat and she just said, I feel sorry for Sue sometimes because I do readings on the show. She said, it's like as if they want blood from a stone. <laughs> and they do. It's they like do. You'll get, like, relationship question. Uh, yes, what's your question for this evening? I want to know when I'm going to find the love of my life. Right. Okay, well, I'm going to see, say that you've had the, and you pick up past things so you can tell them what's, what's actually around them at the moment, and then you tell them what you can see, what's being brought to you for the future. And it's almost like they just then say, could you tell me what car he's going to come in and what road yeah. he's going to be on? Mm-hmm. And could you tell me what date and time this will be so I can have my hair done and ready? It's well, like that, that's hard grip. for readers. It, it, the timing sorry. part, when they ask us about time, is that hard to? I mean, they, they want the minute, the day, the hour. Oh, okay, I was slightly exaggerating, but do you know what I mean? It's the next best thing, isn't it? The thing is, it's it's like I say to to a lot of people that say this, you know, why can't you tell us? It's like how many times have people asked you, why can't you tell us the lottery numbers? Exactly. If the, because if it's life not about was that, that. If life was that easy, there would be no point us being here. Well, we, we get it. Uh, 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 that's how come I wrote the Street Smart Psychic Guide to Getting a Good Reading. 
I want people to have respect for this profession, but I, I didn't want it yes. to make it a psychic how-to book. It's more like this is the real deal. This is what it's like in the trenches when you're doing the readings. Uh, yes. I have a lot of respect for readers who, who work on psychic lines or who work at fairs be, because you never know. I mean, each client is like stepping into a minefield. You don't know what you're going to step on. Some people genuinely want help. They are very open. Some want to test you. Then the, I think the worst client is the angry client because they're already coming with their energy all over the place, and it would be as if you put your hand on a wire that's not grounded. It, you're, you're asking us to work with you, and but you're you're bringing something very volatile into my environment. I always tell them to be calm. I don't have a problem telling a client if they start to get nasty that we're going to end the session right now because you don't pay me enough to get nasty with me because you're not hearing what you want to hear. You're hearing yeah. what you need to know. Uh, and with time, time is difficult because time doesn't exist the way we think it does in a linear fashion. Uh, like I said, the psychic world, it's very random. It, it's not a set formula. If I tell someone you're, you're going to hear about a new job on Wednesday, if I'm right, it means I'm, I'm right, I tapped into it, and it came about. If I tell somebody you're going to hear about a new job on Wednesday and you don't hear until Friday, does that mean I'm not any good, or does it just mean I'm not good with timing? You know, exactly. <laughs> it, it, exactly. But when the client comes prepared for for a sitting, the reading is much better. Just as if you go to your accountant to to get your books looked at. If you're prepared and you have everything, it gets done. It gets done correctly. If you're a mess, you know, the, you're 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 not going to get the same results. So that's what's very important for a client to realize. And I I find that a lot with that. Uh, People who've never had a reading, their first reading, they're scared. They, they're afraid you're going to tell them about death. And the thing I tell them, hey, it's a given. Eventually we're all going to die, but I don't tell you when or where because I don't know. I'm, I am not a divine being that knows that. And if I did know, I wouldn't tell you anyway. Exactly. You know, so they want to know that. Sometimes I will get information about someone that uh, an example was not too long ago I, I, I told a woman that I really was, getting very uncomfortable feelings about her ex-husband, and I really didn't feel that she should, you know, engage or, or be alone with him or, or go to see him. And as as it turned out, she went over to see him anyway, and, uh, you know, he bopped her in the chin. But, you know, so you could put warnings out for people, but, you know, the bottom line is it's everybody's lesson. Some things you need to go through to say, hmm, maybe next time I'll listen or uh, that was a warning. You know, I'll give a warning like that. But yes. a, a lot of people want things that readings aren't about. What did what? What's my boyfriend thinking? That's hard because <laughs> I don't have permission to go into his mind. When you come to me for reading, when I get to be respectful of the person coming to you, you know, they're coming to you, and you, you have permission to go into their energy and permission to look at their cards and give them a reading. And if a boyfriend comes up and there's some information that is directly related to them, that's fine. But if you want to know uh, what he's thinking and it, what he's doing with the other girl, you you know, you're kind of walking that fine line of professionalism, you know. It's exactly. about you. And it, once people realize it's about you, once you get control of your life and once you understand who you are, everything else will fall in place. And you're going to meet up with a lot of synchronicities that bring you the right person, the right relationship, or if you're in a relationship, events that make that relationship even better. So yeah. realize it's about you. When you go to the doctors, you don't ask them what the pain in your, your husband's foot means. You're there about you. 
And that's how come <laughs> it's, I wanted people to see this as a profession, and we're professionals. Yep. And that, that's and I, I know what else I get all the time. If you're psychic, why do you charge money? Do you oh. know what I was just about <laughs> to come on to that with you? You obviously read my mind. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Why, why do you charge if you're, you have this? Well, first of all, everyone is psychic. Everyone can breathe air. Every everyone has you know physical senses. You, you taste your food and hear the birds, and so you're all psychic too. But when we hone our skills and we study and we we make it a lifelong practice to really be respectful of this, and we become professional. We're not so much charging you for the reading. We're charging you for our time. The time that I spend with someone is time I could be spending with my family or doing something for myself. No one will question a solicitor if he's charging $300 an hour to sit there and go, mm-hmm, 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 and push a pencil across the paper, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And he doesn't win every case, but he gets paid. A doctor doesn't cure every patient, but he gets paid. And the same thing, anyone that's professional – you go to get your hair done. You're not crazy about it. You're not getting out that door unless you pay, you know. Yep. So yep. when you're professional, that's what separates, you know, you're professional. Treat us like a professional. You don't have to be outrageously expensive, you know. Be reasonable. You know what your skill level yes. is. And if you're just starting out as a as a reader, price accordingly. If you feel that, you know, you've, you've you know, earned a little bit more respect or you offer a little bit more, your time is more precious because you have other things, maybe you charge a little bit more because you don't have as many clients because you don't have time for it anymore because you're on to other things. And, you know, the relationship you build with your readers, just like the relationship you have with your dentist or your hairdresser, you find someone you like, that's good. You form that relationship and they become almost your metaphysical doctor, the way that you have a physical doctor. And they help you and i believe that most people are bright enough to know you hope when they're being taken over or when they're being lied to and you you know, you know you'd have to be an idiot to to constantly go to someone over and over again and just be paying money and nothing's happening and at some yeah. point it's your responsibility to walk away if that's not the right reader and another thing too a reader that's great for your your friend may not be good for you not every shoe fits yeah. everyone so uh, it depends on a lot of energy resonance. I, I mean, there are some people I can't read, maybe because I just can't get into their energy. It doesn't mean I lost my ability to read. It means it's just, they're just, I'm not the right reader for them. Yeah. So you have to understand uh, that, too. Yeah. Do you know what? It's quite a few things I want to put to that is, it's like, for instance, all mediums are human. And at the end of the day, not all of us are friends of each other. I'm, I may be your friend, but that doesn't mean that I'll get on with one of your friends. Exactly. And vice versa. And it's exactly the same thing. Also going to that, um, I've had this conversation with Max, actually, just the, la- the last few days. And we were talking about people that are giving readings for free. And I sort of find that really difficult because then... That then means that you get really good mediums that are being told that they are, why don't they do their readings for free? But what people really don't realize is how many years some people have actually gone to get trained or courses or even the college, you know, um, they go to the college in the UK. And, you know, they spend a lot of money doing all these things. And my one quote is, how many people on Facebook, if I started a dental group, would go and ask for a free extraction? Right. 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 
Um, and these people who think that they are doing good giving these free readings, to a degree, yeah, I can see partly, but at the end of the day, you're also knocking down the spirit world saying we're not worthy. Exactly, because I, that's why I wrote the first book, please see it as a profession, because so many people still see it as a parlor game or nonsense, and it's been shrouded in, you know, some type of weird type of box for years that, you know, we're, we do the devil's work, we're playing with things we shouldn't. No, there are certain people that do that, and they're not balanced, just as you get people that are in any type of profession that aren't trained. There are people who call themselves mechanics that will ruin your car. I've been to some of them. The thing is, it creates, everything is about balance. I've had times where, you know, maybe a client of mine has a tough time. They call me outside of an appointment. They're crying. There's a problem. It's like, hold on. I will take the time, and I'll extend myself, and I'll help them out. Maybe I, I won't charge them briefly stay on with them and help them out. You know, I yeah. feel that that's like my good deed for the day, but I don't make a habit of it because it's not fair to the other people that, you know, yeah. do pay. And it's about an energy exchange. Money is energy. You yeah. know, money is energy. And you give people, like I said, if I can't read someone because I don't feel well or I had a bad day, I tell them. And I uh, a lot of my readings, too, are done on the honor system, believe it or not, <laughs> where... Uh, you know, I would, you know, give them a reading. Of course, these are clients that I kind of know, and then they'll pay afterwards because I, I know who I'm dealing with. You, you, and that's the the reader's responsibility, to know the type of people you're dealing with. But the free readings is not an energy exchange. And, you know, you have people where one question turns into two, turns into three, and you wind up getting, they don't realize, it, 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 one of the biggest things readers get, the headaches, because we're using yeah. the third eye, the crown chakra is always open, we're we're becoming so drained that we're not even good for our families. It's very yeah. draining. It's just, it, you're exactly. you're tapping into. You're expecting us to stay plugged in until we get burned out. Yep. You know. So exactly. You, you have to watch it. And if you're getting a free reading, um, I'm not saying those people aren't good. They they they're good for somebody. Can help somebody. But are, are how long are they going to do it for free? Forever. You know. Exactly. You know? This is right. Now. Very quickly, we're going to have a, a short break in a minute, obviously, because we need to put the kettles on and have, it on, I'll have a swig of our drinks. But um, I want to say to you, I, it's quite funny. I shouldn't be giving my tricks the trade out, but I have got this big problem at the moment with people that are on Facebook that literally um, one minute they're just ordinary Joe blogs and the next minute they're psychic medium Joe blogs. And I really have a big issue over this. Now, there has been people that I've had readings from or they've been at um, a venue and they've done readings. And I do things like um, I'll sit there um, and obviously I've got two rings on my fingers, but I've never been married. So I wriggle the rings and stuff and I always end up finding out the ones that are reading me mm-hmm. and the ones that are giving me a reading. You're right. You're right. And it really does bug me totally. You will get these ones that, um, like, for instance, one went to my daughter and said, oh, um, I can see college books around you. And, and excuse the, the thing, but you know what they say? It's something like, uh, what is it, no shit, Sherlock. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Right. And it just right. really bugs me. And when then I said to this woman, I fiddled about the rings, and she fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. And she said, oh, she said, um, so when you're married, and I said, I've never been married. And I just looked her straight in the eye, and I thought, 
got you. And it was not me being a bitch. I knew from as soon as you started, you, I always say to people, you end up with this 80, now this 87-year-old man must be my guide because he keeps coming up in my life. And I keep saying about him, this 87-year-old man with grey hair who's got a limp, who's got um, a walking stick, who must be your granddad, comes up in so many people's messages and it's like, oh, my goodness, I think 50% of the population knows that guy. Exactly. Yeah, there's, some of them have their, their canned uh, thing they go through. And uh, it's funny because I do the same thing you do, too, Sue. When I, I go by a psychic fair or whatever, I like to, to see what's out there, too. It might be information for another book or whatever. But I, I really wanted this profession to be taken up a notch, you know, and uh, just because you can pull a few tarot cards doesn't mean that you are, you know, there's a responsibility when you you are reading somebody. You can alter their course of their life if you're giving them wrong information. You have to be responsible. Yep. You really do because even though it says for entertainment purposes only because no one wants to deal with getting sued or soliciting oh, sending a letter. Don't even me on that. I can feel an Ask Sue rant coming on already. You know what? I wish my, my divorce solicitor would have had for entertainment purposes only because I'll tell you, <laughs> that's about it. I was entertained, you know, and nothing came about. <laughs> but okay, you know what well, it was? It was a reader, believe it or not. It was a very, very good psychic intuitive who I went to who told me do you like your solicitor I said he's okay and she said honey please get another one he's doing nothing for you and you're going to find out in a matter of about two months that he did nothing that he said he did well I kind of felt that myself anyway she just confirmed what I already knew Fired him. I got another one and when I got the second solicitor here I found out Things that should have been filed, things that should have been done, were not done. If I would have continued with him, who knows what would have happened. So, you know, she really was helpful. She was very good. But what if I went to somebody who thinks they know what they're talking about and they're saying, he's great, he's he's going to really, you know, win for you. <laughs> who knows what would have happened to me, you know. Exactly. But you, you have to know who you're going to. And that's why that first book is so important for anyone who wants to be a reader, who is a reader, or who goes to get a lot of readings, very helpful. And it's funny, too. I, I made it humorous so it, everybody, you know, <laughs> knows that, you know, I'm not being nasty with you or anything, but I'm putting it out there. This is the real world. This is what it's like. Yeah. And you have to be careful, too. Uh, you don't yeah. want anybody walking in your home without knocking. If somebody comes up to you and says, I want to give you a reading, I'd be a little cautious about that because they're walking into your energy room without knocking. Always ask, and a good reader will always ask permission, may I tell you something that I'm picking up? And if you say no, it means no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, We're going to – hold a minute. Sorry, I'm just checking the chat at the same time just to make sure I'm not missing because they're asking me questions. And I'm trying to read that and and trying to keep up. (laughs) This is fun, though. I like this show. (laughs) Oh, it's brilliant. I love it because the thing, and this is what, and I want to say to everybody, this is what spiritualism is all about because I started Spiritual Center and people said to me, why didn't you call it a spiritualist church? And I will tell you now, it's because of the fact that um, I want a lot of young people don't want to say that they went to church on Sunday. Right, right. Now, but a lot more people are going into the spiritual part, right? 
So when they say they've been to the spiritualist centre, it they haven't got this big thing over. Oh, you've been to church. You're, you're and, and so this, right. It, and it's it's so so weird. And I just think of it's going to grow and grow. And I actually want you know um Sister Act, the film yes. Sister Act with Whoopi, Gold, Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. I've actually said to them at the spiritual centre that I want it like that. And if I get a hundred people or more at a divine service that I am going to dress up as Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, I love it. I'll fly over for that. I'll definitely come over. But you know what? We don't even think about going and getting 100 people in just for your week. (laughs) That would be great. i got to see that. I want to film that for the next part of the documentary. (laughs) No, but do you know what I mean? That's what it should be all about. This is what religion or, or anybody believes in. This is what it should be all about, about where we have love, we have laughter, where we can have fun, and where everything gets brought into it. You're, you're right. Because even in the second matter. book, I, I talk about that. We're becoming more spiritual and less religious because we're starting to see yeah. a lot of the organized religions were, uh, you know, structured in a way that, you know, do not really fit the shift in consciousness. We, we're becoming more spiritual. There's not only one way to worship, you know. You can't say my religion's better than yours or my God's better than yours. We're realizing, no, it's, we're collectively together. Yes, definitely, definitely. So um, I just want to say to everyone, we're just going to have a little break so we can all just um, grab our drinks and um, obviously t- top up the cups. Um, so we're going to have a little break, and Lisa, I'm sure, will be coming in for the next half and, uh, next half of the show. And we have got some people waiting on the line, so please, everybody, wait there. Just be patient, just a little minute. And we're going to have a bit of a song, and then we'll come back to um, do some... Now, what was it... You, sorry, my mind's gone totally blank now, fiddling about with this. Um, what was it we're going to do after in the second half? It wasn't readings, it is... Um, um, astrology, wasn't it? Yes, you sure. To we'll do. talk some astrology. We'll talk about signs, what's going on, because each planet has an energy, and we'll see how it's affecting everyone and what's going on. Yep, so everybody that's waiting on the line, if you want to have a bit of astrology with the lovely Lisa, please wait on the lines. We'll be coming to you very, very soon. So we'll have um, a little song, Lisa, and we'll be back to you in a minute. Okay. And so we're going to have a bit of Angels to Bobby Williams. There's an angel Contemplate my fate Do they know The places where we go When we're gray and old Cause I have been told That salvation Let's their wings unfold So when I'm lying in my bed Thoughts running from my head And I feel that love is dead I'm loving angels instead And through it Oh, she offers me protection A lot of love Call. 
won't forsake me I'm loving angels instead When I'm feeling weak And my pain walks down A one-way street I look above And I know I'll always be blessed with love And as the feeling grows She breathes flesh to my bones Welcome back to the Ask Sue Show. Sue got carried away checking out who was on the lines and forgotten on Earth what time and day it was and everything. Um, so, <laughs> so very quickly, I'll get Lisa back on the show. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Hi, Sue. Uh, have you grabbed your drink, love? <laughs> I'm sorry, is that? I said, did you grab a drink while you were off as oh, well? Oh, I, I got my tea right here. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> I'm going to go, no, and then I'm when like I'm all done, think... I'll have a, a nice grapefruit martini with a, a sprig of thyme. They're delicious. Oh, my goodness. That sounds you lovely to say you got to put that sprig delicious. of thyme in that grapefruit martini. You might think, oh, but you know what? There's nothing like it. <laughs> so, do 
you know, this is the thing. I'm one of these that doesn't try things different. You know, even if I go to the Chinese, I have the same things. Well, this is different, and I'll tell you, I, I had it for the first time a few weeks ago, and they're addictive. That, it, that, that sprig of time just, it's, I don't know, it almost makes it spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of these things you need to put on the Ask Sue show wall after, okay? There so I'll speak to you about that the, after the, the show, definitely. For it. <laughs> right. I've got um, Max in the chat who has asked me to ask you about, your, about astrology. And he's uh, a Capricorn and wants to know, um, going into 2012, ask her what direction I could take. This, this is uh, amazing for Capricorns right now because the planet Pluto has shifted into their sign and Pluto brings uh, change, transformation. It also helps you realize your own inner power. And sometimes Pluto gets a bad rap where they think it deals with the underworld not necessarily. Pluto is like your your inner self. So a lot of Capricorns are also seeing not their dark side, but the things you know they've been down on themselves a little bit when, with for the past two and a half years, Saturn has been squaring off with them and not making it an easy road. But a, a lot of them now are finding their own yeah. authentic self. The Capricorns are going to go through a shift, and I really feel that February will be a real significant month for Max, where you know, whatever he's doing, he's going to start to come into his own and actually reinvent himself and do something that maybe he never even thought of doing. Do you know what? That sounds pretty well spot on to me. Yes, that makes sense. Uh, like what do you think, Max? Yeah. If that, just to, I'm sure he'll send me a message in a minute. <laughs> it, it, do you know what's so funny? I've just moved the other chat out of the way, and he's put on there, that makes sense. And he put, oh, my God, I told you, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> so, well done. That's your first one. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Do you good. find, though, that still people are quite amazed by things that you say? Because I love the sentence, how did they know? Yeah, I th- you know, when I do my sessions, some I, I always like to incorporate a little bit of astrology in there because I look at the planet's as imparting a certain energy. Uh, it's a vibration. If you're driving down the, the road, you'll tune into a certain radio station, and maybe you go into another town and you'll lose that station and pick up another one more clearly. The same thing with the planets. As, as they move around at certain times, you may find that you're more under the influence of Jupiter and your everything is your luck is running with you than at other times. It may be Saturn where you have some lessons to learn. So if I have someone's astrological chart, I can use that as a map and then see what's going on with them and then intuitively go in with some, some tarot or or I use a pendulum a lot or just read their energy when they're with me. So I, I like to use all different tools to, to get the most out of a session, but I really do. I, I love astrology. Yeah, it just amazes me. I must admit, I wasn't into astrology, but it was actually um, a couple of my mates and Max included that got me into it because I, I just knew my own signs and that was about it. I still don't know my signs very well, but he, you know, he just, it's just amazing different things. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. It's ab- absolutely fantastic. Right, I'm going to have to go to these phone lines or else I'm going to get very shouted at okay. to say the absolute least. I'm good. So I'm <laughs> I'm going to go straight to, um, let me have a look. And we've got Sherry on the line. Hi, Sherry. So, 
How are you doing? Better now than I'm hearing you giggle. <laughs> you know me, I always have to have a laugh about something or somebody's expense. <laughs> You're so sweet. Oh. <laughs> so, Shami, what star sign are you? Leo. Right on the cusp, though. I tend to go more cancer than Leo. I'm July 23rd. Okay. Okay. Okay, Lisa, I'll leave okay. it to you. <laughs> so, okay, so um, July 23rd? Yes. Okay, so let's see what we have, have going on with Leo. Well, see, this is interesting for you, Sherry, because Saturn's moving into Scorpio. So when it, it, it that will be, I believe, October 5th, October 6th, it should start to make its way right into Scorpio. And you're an early degree Leo, so you're going to feel that square from Saturn. Now, squares aren't necessarily bad. What that will do is actually give you the push or force you to make a change or make make a switch out of something that maybe was a little bit of a comfort zone for the past few years. It could make you start to look at either a relationship or a job or living situation uh, a little differently to see if you want to continue or if you want to make some necessary changes. But I get like a hopeful outlook, though, or expectations. Uh, And also some type of, not a reunion as much as a class reunion, but the return of... uh, somebody into your life too i keep hearing that and honest to god on my facebook today i got like friended by someone who told me they had a crush on me in high school oh wow i know they're single and i don't know it's just weird i haven't had a date in like three years so well there you go that's because you know uh now, Saturn's going to move into Scorpio, and it's going to push you out of your comfort zone, and you're probably going to be more open to this now. Like, okay, let's let's see what it's like out there. Ugh. I don't pick you up, though, as the type to go on the dating sites. or I don't pick you up. No. Not at no, all. I'm not into that. No. No. Uh, more through someone who you're more suited for somebody or what I'm picking up somebody that you're going to come in contact with more through like your day-to-day activities, whether it be work or just what you do day-to-day, not a dating okay. site or not a blind date, somebody that you come across. Well, this was like through Facebook to a friend who like looked me up and said they had a crush on me in high school. I'm like, really? There you go. There's your reunion. Are you going to check him out? I, I'm I I wrote to him. <laughs> That's the first step. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, Lisa, Lisa, we love Sherry very much. Us lot will be checking him out, and if he's not suitable, we'll we'll be deleting him off the Facebook ourselves. That's right. <laughs> we have to look at his chart and see if he's good for you. <laughs> it's yeah, just I think weird. you should go back it's... on Facebook and have a look at his date of birth. <laughs> like not like my top priority. Like my top priority right now is my job. In my clients and my work. That's really what I do. It's who I am. I feel work is good for you. You know, sometimes it gets to be a little bit like anybody else's uh, work, but I I feel like work is good for you. And also with this move, um, with with Saturn, your personal life is going to go through more of a transformation than your work life. I just see work, thank God, touch wood, good for you. Are happy about things and also things working more out to your advantage. 
I'm feeling somewhere from maybe the end of November to the beginning of January. It's just it's something nice for you work-wise, or you're feeling good about things. Good, because I'm actually waiting on another promotion, so. You'll probably get it by then. That's what I'm hoping. What type of work do Oh, you of course, we have total confidence in you, Sherry. Now, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I manage a halfway house for him. Good. And Good. they haven't actually given me the director position yet, but I'm hoping it's coming my way. I feel so, and I, I feel that you'll probably be made aware of what's going to go on right before the end of the year. And that will, like, put me in a place where I'm, like, comfortable financially... See, and that's right, and and that'll be good for you. You'll be comfortable financially. So when you go, when you get involved in a relationship, you're just not looking. You know, some people want to go for security or somebody that's going to, you know, make them feel better. You'll you'll have everything. You can rely on yourself. So you're not meeting anybody halfway. You're completely together. So you're just looking for somebody to who's together like you to be in your life, not someone to provide. Cool. No, I don't want anyone to provide. I can do that myself. There you go, because you never know when the bottom could fall out, right? Mm. Well, absolutely, and I just, you know, I love what I do. I love who I'm with. I just, ugh. I think it's less <laughs> And so will tell you, good, I've Sherry. been through so much. Like, someone in my position would usually just, like, give up on life, and I refuse to give up. I'm just going to keep going going. And I, I guess and you deal with a lot of energy, too, that. right? But working at a halfway house, you're exposed oh. to just a lot of energy. So much. And, and if I you're empathic, you could take that on sometimes, you know? Mm. And I Definitely. do, and I know that I need to let some of that go, but it's been difficult. Exactly. It'll be good. It'll all come right. Definitely. It will. I feel so. Thank you. So you look after yourself, Sherry, okay? Oh, so I love you. Thank you for calling. Oh, I love you too, darling. And you be good. I am good. Well, if you can't be good, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to be bad once in a while. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you, it's both time of you. She was, it's, it's time she was a bit naughty, I think, Lisa, That's to be honest. right. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Okay. All right. Love you, Sherry. Speak to you soon. I love you too, honey. Bye. Bye. Girl, love. Bye bye. Such nice energy. And do you know what? She's going to go mad at me because she tells me off every single time because I have to praise her when she comes off the line because otherwise she tells me off. She is an angel in life, honest to God. She is just an amazing woman and I love her very much. She's come from a very hard place and she's worked hard. She never whinges about nothing. She just gets up there and does it. And anything she gets, she definitely deserves. And, you know, mega proud of her. She's just ace. Absolute ace. So, right. right. Now, I need to go on to my next call. Otherwise, I'm going to run out of time here. So let's um, move swiftly on quickly. Right. Let's go to... Hold a minute. Um, And we've got Eileen on the line. Hi, Eileen. Good afternoon, ladies. Hi. Uh, How are you doing? I'm really well. Lisa, I just wanted to shake your hand and give you a hug because I love how you speak because I speak like that all the time to people. Oh, thank you. You're a reader also? I'm very intuitive and I'm a critic. I'm a creator, but I I hear spirit all the time guiding me and working with me, and I've been studying astrology since 1968. And sometimes I get to see past lives around people, 
And um, I don't do it with money, you know, but I'll just, people always want to hang out with me, you know, because I'm always speaking the truth, and I'm very positive. People and, like that, yeah. Yeah, and they, they, I seem to be one of these way showers that uh, transforms them through conversation. Now, see, that's really interesting because a lot of people have their, everyone thinks in order to be a light worker, you need to either know how to do cards or ruins or astrology. Conversation is so important because words have a vibration. Yeah. And, it, you know, we're, that's what we resonate with. We are all about frequency. We're all about vibration. And to hear somebody talk, and if you talk in a very positive, uplifting way, that is so soothing to a lot of people, and that can be more helpful and more healing than any type of pill that they could take. Yeah, because it introduces to their mind conversation of, of language. You know, in, like in the Bible it says, and I love all religions. I haven't studied them all, but I mean, I've read a lot of things. And that's, you take away the title, and we're all just one energy. We're all one being. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And if we are walking christ light energy on this planet of the highest order, then we also have to be careful how we speak, you know, filled with care how we speak, because the speech can either break somebody or make somebody. And if we are God, goddess energy on this planet, then we can uplift everybody. Just as God feeds us, we can feed others, right? And and words are very important. How how many people are walking around as damaged because they yeah. were constantly criticized or verbally yeah. battered or told they were no good? Yeah, you, you know, it exactly. plays on their psyche. And to be around somebody that's more positive, why not go with the positive? Even the moth knows to go to the flame, you know? So go to the yeah. light and what makes you feel good. Right. So in speaking with people, even doing the astrology, I always point the way, like Saturn to me is about form and structure and giving you support, and it, it enables you to have so much focus now. It will take you from the corners of the cobwebs and pulls you into the center, and even though you might have less, in that lessness you're going to have infinity. And in that infinity you're going to find your own self-empowerment, you see? You're absolutely so we, right. It's a, it's the teacher, you know, and we all need yeah. the lessons. So um, it's how we look at things. It's our perception of things that determines how, how we get through them, too. And you're so right about Saturn. I, I've had a lot of clients who go, oh, my God, it's my Saturn return. Yeah, it's not the easiest transit to get through, but it always has a lesson. It rewards once the lesson's done. And sometimes you're absolutely correct. When when you live within limits, you can totally start to restructure your life and find out what you do need and what you don't need. Because a lot of things we have in our life, people, things, uh, even thoughts, are not necessary. You know, they, they oh, bring us. It's so clutter. It's clutter. It is. Think so. So, Eileen, what's your star sign? What's your what, I'm a when's June your birthday? 28th birthday, June twenty eighth, fifty one. I'm a cancer. I'm one of those. Yeah, and I'm and that Uranus is squaring my sun. You know, past the, or just on the sun and squaring my Uranus conjunct Mercury. I have Uranus conjunct Mercury in my chart, which is right. Right, I was in Pluto now, or it's going to be this whole year coming up. So it's going to be really. You're going to um, just what you what comes out your mouth. Well, if if you you said your your Mercury is opposite Pluto. No, yeah, yeah, and Pluto's going into my ninth house soon. 
of the higher mind and transformation. Yes. You really get what the shift is all about, I feel. You yes. really get it. You're going to go through some type of a spiritual, not religious, but like a real spiritual epiphany. You're already there, but you're just going to realize it even more. And I feel, you know, cancers, Cancerians are very intuitive. It's a water sign. Uh, so so you, you really know how to, to feel people. You just have that sixth sense that's, that's just natural to you. I feel that you're even going to become more open, more intuitive, more psychic, more aware, and uh, more powerful, too, especially with your communication. It'll be very transformative. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm uh, as an artist that's been serving the public with my North Node in Pisces in the 11th house. So I've been doing that since 1972 full-time. And my work when I... When I started publishing, I said I want to get it into the hospitals. So, so your I, south node is in Virgo, right? Your north node's in Pisces. No. Yes. Exactly. So there you go. Through uh, past life, you were probably very you were a healer. Yes. You were of service to other people, but in, in a very healing sort of way. And now you're fulfilling yourself through your north node, where you're still healing, but you're healing more through uh, more than mystical sense, through, and also through your art is very healing. Yes, and my faith, which can move mountains. <laughs> That's right, and it, it can when you when you when you know how to tune into it. It, it certainly can. We're more powerful than we know. <laughs> it's just being well, kept see, from that's us. Well, part of the pro- that's part of the the, re- the rejuvenation of language, right there. Um, and I've been conversationing it with my friends down south, where I live in Miami, and I have this virtual group at my house, and. It's all about, you know, heart to heart, and it's, and we know. No, we do know. We're just uncovering. We're pulling off the darkness. Exactly. That we've been under the clouds by, and we do know this. We just have to remember. It's, we're not learning anything new. We have it all. We're, we're all powerful. We just have to keep shedding our fears and our angsts and our sadness, and all of those things were like implants. You know, they were just put on us. That's and our we, DNA is changing too because yeah, of this our DNA energy. is changing, and and the more the more we communicate with each other, the more our ego goes away, and the more power comes out, and the more um, passion we have, and the more love comes out, and the more tears flow, and the more love comes out, and the more hugs come. You know what I mean? You know what? You are very healing because I'm listening to you, and I could listen to you go on and on because it's healing. <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to hear somebody talk like this, very positive. It really is. It's so Definitely. nice. Um, Eileen, have you seen us on Facebook? Um, obviously, you've seen Lisa. Have you seen the Ask Sue show as well? No. On I, Facebook? I've been um, up here in D.C. visiting my husband. He got relocated. So I'm just sitting here painting and have my iPad here, and I just put on Blog Talk, and I'm just listening to you guys in the background and, you know, getting in tune to things that I love. <laughs> Good, so I just good. went to her blog, I mean to her Facebook, but I don't know yours. What is yours? I'll friend you. Uh, if you just type in Ask Sue Show, you'll find okay. the group about the Ask Sue Show, and then I'm just plastered all over it, and you'll find me, Ask Sue Davis. Come and, come and have a natter with us on the, after, on the group, won't you? And she I always will. has a I great will. show. Sue always has a great show. Always you mean on Blog people. Talk you're talking about? I did. I put you under follow. Yeah. Oh, yes, you can follow my lead, love it, fine. <laughs> but are you talking about on Facebook to do that as well? 
Yeah, we've got Ask Sue Show on Facebook. It's a group. All right, I'll do that. I'll look and then I'll we put all the different shows on there as well. We have various different things, and Lisa will definitely be coming back on the show again, definitely. All right, I just have one question for you, Lisa. Um, What's that? When Saturn goes into the Scorpio, it's going to be trining my sun at 5 degrees, my Uranus Mercury at 9 degrees. And it's going to still be in my sixth house of healing and nurturing and all that. And by the way, in 1972, there was a major energy thing that hit the planet and a lot of people back then. Because you're a, you were born in the 50s, you know, just by right. your, your, you might even have Taurus in you or Ver, Venus or something in you because of an Aquarius. There's something going on there. That oh, I yeah, my, my Mercury's in Aquarius, Venus is in Aries, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I said, oh, this woman and I are speaking the same condition <laughs> here. So, because I have a Taurus rising. So when that goes in, um, you know, my husband's new job is, like, moving him around, and I'm staying put where I live in Florida. But I have a uh, – we have a second little house, and I want to sell the big house and move into the little house. And my question is, um, you sense that coming up once – see, I've been saying I can't figure out what I'm doing until I know what he's doing. You know what I mean? See, because, tar, tar, that Taurus rising, you don't like to move around a lot. You like to feel more – more settled, and especially being a Cancerian, you need one place to call home you, you, to, to feel grounded out. Yeah. Uh, now, we do have an e- – do you know what your degree of Taurus is? We have an eclipse. The first eclipse in the Taurus-Scorpio axis is coming up this November. You know your, your degree of rising? Yeah, I know my whole chart. It's 23. 23. Well, you know what? That's pretty powerful. That's almost conjunct algal, which is a fixed star that brings the highest of highs. Uh, there are, uh, you know, people that believe that, you know, that degree of Taurus are actually starseed people from the Pleiadians. Uh, okay. So you may I'm be really... bringing a lot of Pleiadian energy, too. Yeah. You know what? Let's, let's be real. UFOs are not things of just sci-fi movies. We do have no, galactic no, no. neighbors. Yeah. I'm, I have a lot of books on the Pleiades that I've been reading since I think the you're early Pleiadian. 80s. Yeah, that, there you go. The, your rising sun will be eclipsed uh, by opposition. It's 21 uh, Scorpio, November 13th. So your ascendant is going to be within a five-degree orb of that. It's an opposition, which that's a total solar eclipse. So usually within three months of an eclipse, let's say November, December, or January, between November and January, I feel that's where you make most of your decisions about where you're staying. But I kind of get a feeling you staying more in one place. Do you have to move around with your husband, or can he travel? No, 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 no. He lives here. I am not following him. Okay. Get, his job has now, he's a Pisces with a cancer rising, 16 cancer. And um, I feel that he and I are destined to go in separate ways, but he doesn't sense any of this. And Well, he has Neptune now. Is he in March Pisces or oh, February? Yes. He's February 28th. He's 53. Yeah. So Neptune is right off of his. Saturn, I mean, Saturn is coming off of his Saturn, and his Saturn and Neptune are conjunct in the fourth house, and so... That's an ending for him. Yeah, well, he he moved up here last October, and he's going to be um, now moving back and forth to Louisiana, and I feel that he's going to be eventually moving to Louisiana, and my life is going in another direction, but we'll still be friends. That's okay, because in my, my second book, The Book of Transformation, right now with this new energy coming in, uh, yes. I see it a lot in my practice. People whose relationships are not really falling apart, they're just redefining themselves, and they're ending differently. We realize that our, 
her path with someone has, you know, uh, fulfilled what it's supposed to fulfill. It's okay to move on. It's It's okay because a lot of people are pulling apart because they need to really get control of their own energy right now because it's a very strong energy coming in. And yes. if you're at one frequency and he's not quite there yet, it becomes very frustrating. So yes. I do see that you're going to make that break. And it will probably be done peacefully and, and nice in a nice way, too, as not to leave any uh, residual, crazy, erratic energy behind. You've already, like, you're a different place frequency than he is. Yes. Well, Eileen, I'm sorry to um, have to cut you, but we've obviously got some more callers, so we're going to go to the next callers, but you've already um, added Lisa, I'm sure, so if you want to have a word after, I'm sure she'll have a word after the show. All right. I thank you both, and God bless. Okay, thank you very much, Eileen. have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Right, and we'll go over to the next caller, which is Samia. Hi, Samia. How are you doing? Thank you. Um, and what's your um, birthday? Your star sign? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Okay, Lisa. Well, Sagittarians and Gemini's, like yourself, Sue, have have gone through uh, a, a lot of things over the the past two years because all the eclipses were on the Gemini Sagittarius axis. Are you a November Sagittarian or December third? A, a December the third. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have one more eclipse left in Sagittarius, which I believe, I'll tell you when that's going to be, because that's going to be a little bit of a turning point for you and a major decision. If you're December 3rd, that looks like that is going to be around November the 28th. That's a lunar eclipse. Now, that doesn't mean right on that day something's going to happen, but there's like something, a shift or a change in emotions Hmm. with you right now. What, What year were you born? 80. An 80? Okay, so is it something to do with more like uh, a relationship type of a change? Because it's, it's the lunar eclipse, so that's emotions. It's the home. Okay. Dealing, dealing with the public. I could see that, yeah. You know, yeah. but it, it's also embracing uh, like some type of freedom around yourself, too. And... Around because of where the eclipses fell, there may have been either some discord or interruption or unexpected changes in some type of a, a relationship. A relationship could be work or a personal relationship. But okay. I feel you're going to be doing something where you're deciding whether you want to continue on or, or move on to a different path, too. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that now. <laughs> you feel it a little bit? Yeah. Let's see, Jupiter, though, is in Gemini. So you have that opposition from Jupiter, which isn't too bad. You're going to have some choices. So it's better than saying you don't have a choice, you're stuck. I feel you're going to have some choices, though. Uh, For you, things, it's not going to be that bad. You're going to, you know, the decision make is good. And you're also going to find that March, April, and May land you someplace really where you need to be. And the only thing I would tell you is, just you don't need to be around somebody there's picking up like somebody who's jealous or or tries like some type of jealousy or could it be they feel threatened by a change? Yes. Yeah, um jealous and all that stuff and it's um it's not really it's in an environment that I can't really change at the moment. Right. Um 
So I'm just dealing with it best I can. <laughs> but I hope you'll, you'll be making that change leave. March, April, May. You're going to look back and be like, wow. <laughs> and think, you know, we're in what I call fast time now because the planet's shifting and the, the portal's opening and, and we're all have a different awareness. Like we said earlier, so everybody's more aware now of their own abilities. Um, we experience time differently. It's fast time. Look how fast the summer went. I, it seemed like oh yesterday gosh, I was like yes, sweating yes, my head definitely. off. And now I'm, I have Halloween decorations up. <laughs> so you're in fast time. So this little thing that we call time is going to zip by. So you're here now, and in the blink of an eye, you're going to find you're on a different path because there's something that you're not really fulfilled as much as you could be right now, but you're going to catch up quickly. Sagittarians usually... Um, you know, then they have to get something done. They can get it done quickly. Right, right. You know, and and you'll just you'll just magically materialize what it is you need. But you're going to be okay. But I just yeah, the jealousy and just yeah, a heavy environment for you it's, now. It's it's really rough. It's it's just been terrible. Well, you're going to get through that. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Okay. Well, thank you very much for calling into the show. Thank you. Okay, and we'll speak thank to you. you again soon. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. You get a lot of great oh, callers, so you get a good group of people that call into your show. You really do. Oh, they are absolutely fantastic. We just met, Like you saying about time, believe it or not, we've got 15 minutes left of the show. Oh, wow. It flew. Where did one hour and three quarters go? Oh, wow. <laughs> it did. Oh, my God, you're right. I just looked at the clock. It, do you know what, me and you get on this show, it just, time just flies by. Two hours sometimes doesn't seem a lot. When I first start, you know, the show, I think, oh, I've got two hours and I come off at 11. But, you know, it goes so fast, it's crazy. So should we fit another caller in? Sure. Okay. Well, um, go to Carla. Hi, Carla, Hi. how are you doing? I am great. I was, like, hoping you'd get me in. Um, <laughs> I could feel you crossing your fingers and your toes there, love. <laughs> <laughs> well, my legs are crossed. Um, my birthday is February 8th, 1965. Okay. I love that birthday. I have to tell you, my son's birthday is February 8th. Not 1965. He's 1980. <laughs> but I love my, my my favorite aunt. Her birthday is February 8th. So I kind of have an idea of what's going on there with these planets, with the with the February the eighth. You know, your uh-huh. your ruling planet Uranus is going to uh, meet up with the Moon this weekend. Now that doesn't mean anything bad. It just means be ready uh-huh. for any type of change or some some type of of news. You know, uh-huh. or if you've been contemplating making some type of a change, uh-huh. most likely it, it's going to come about quicker than you think. Okay, good. And uh, I, I just know that a lot of Aquarians are ready for a change right now, especially that birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're just really ready for it. And once again, that heavy planet um, Saturn moving into Scorpio, it's going to square off, not quite yet with you, but, you know, you're still far enough away. It's going to square off where it, you'll be making that change. You know, but it's okay. not going to, it's not really bad. Do you have anything specifically you want to know about? And we, um, more on um, my job. Um, I work for myself, and I know that's about to change. You know, I can feel a shift in what I do, and I was just wondering what you perceive. Okay, like you, all right, you work for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, see what I pick up for you. I I have my my tarot here. Can I, just, I tell you what I do? 
Sure. You Would that help you? Like, oh, I do I reading with, and also I, must... Well, you can tell me what you do, but I just picked up something with like some gratification or a contract, and I don't know why I got a gift around you, too. But go ahead. Tell me what you do. Um, I do readings, and I also am a massage therapist and do healing work and teach in that. So you're, that, that your gift is, you're, you're gifted in the healing, right? They, yes. So, okay, so you work for yourself? Yes. You didn't want to go work for somebody else, did you? Because you um, felt there was more security with it or something? I did take on a part-time job, but it's only one day, and, you know, there's not very many hours. So, But I do feel that uh, an opportunity is coming my way, and it'll be working with other individuals. Yeah, because... I, that's what I've been... I'm, I, feel. When I feel like you working, like, I, I, I'm not picking up, like, a 9 to 5 or working for somebody else. I got, like, hesitancy there. I see you doing your own thing, but uh-huh. more with like-minded people. Maybe that contract is a group of people get together and uh, decide, who knows, to rent some space or to co-op something, but with more uh-huh. with like-minded people because you're going to be using your gift or using your gift more. You know, when you do massage Muscle holds memory, mm-hmm. you know, so the, 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 the energy of a memory is held within that muscle. So when you mm-hmm. work on muscles, you're actually releasing that energy for people. It's very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And you said you read cards? Um, no, I'm, I do more of psychic reading. You do like the, the psychic reading. Clairvoyant and that. And Aquarians are very, very, wow. With, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, see, I don't uh, do that much massage anymore. Um, I did that even more years ago, but I still keep up my license, but I more do more of the psychic work and the healing work. And see, that's there's going to be such a call for light workers. You wait and see. Next year, mm-hmm. it's our our business that which used to be kept so hush hush and back door and mm-hmm. under the rug, it's it's going to explode to the point where people are going to be looking for people to teach classes to help others develop. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to use your gift more where you, you know, either help people develop it or you just help help others, you know, adjust to this new energy coming in. I, it's going to be such a shift. Some people aren't even going to know how to function uh-huh. with this and new do energy. You know, I'm sorry to interrupt, but do you know when, like, a time point, you know, um, where the planets are in line for that? Okay. Now, I, now you're February the 8th, right? Yes. All right. Well, you're working on something right now, and when I got that hesitancy, it doesn't mean don't do it. it. Just means start to set things up, you know, and go slow, and methodical. You actually could either meet up with someone, hear some news, or have one of those eureka ideas between now and the first five or six days of October. That doesn't uh-huh. mean oh, well, you're going to do it right then. It means that's either the the person you need to talk to, or or something that you need falls into place. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I really see you doing something, do what you do and doing it a little bit differently in about four months' time, which isn't Mm -hmm. that far off. Mm -mm. I know that it kind of completely changes, feels more of, and I keep on being told, it's more of teaching and speaking. And showing how other people how to develop their gift and and how to work with energy and understand what they're feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if if there was a great flood, anybody that knew how to swim would suddenly have to show people who didn't know how to swim how to swim. What's happening? Uh-huh. There's, there's going to be a flood of this new energy coming in because Earth is, we're being, you know, spiraled throughout the galaxy into this whole different band, this photon belt where there's 
highly charged energy. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's a different frequency, and some people just don't know how to cope with it. They don't know why the day seems shorter. They can't get a grip on things. So many people feel discombobulated, confused, mm-hmm. and unable to concentrate, and they think they have early dementia, but they don't. It's just no. it's new energy, energy coming in. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and light workers and healers, they're the ones that are going to be able to take groups and say, hey, I'm going to help you understand this and you get through this shift and by the time I get done with you, you'll be giving me a reading. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you very much, Carla, for calling in. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, I'm going to be asked to be a little bit pushy here. I'm going to have to very quickly ask you to see if you can, what you can pick up around me, of course. Okay. Uh, I'm only definitely. with eight minutes to go, though, I'm just like sure to say. I'll make sure eight minutes. <laughs> just eight minutes, yes. Uh, 25th of May, my birthday. Okay, so you, you're you going to feel that other eclipse coming. Well, what I pick up about you, uh, well, this was your year. You definitely found out who your friends were. It's not that you have any regrets, but, you know, who's your friends, who's with you, and who's, who's not with you. And <laughs> somebody is going on. to ask yep. you, about uh, a partnership now, not not on a personal level, but somebody's looking to see if they could partner up with you. It's not that you shouldn't partner up with them. I feel that it's good to network more than partner. So be I get a little bit of caution when I get partnership. I'm still hmm. feeling like remain your own person, like network with others, but kind yeah. of re- remain yourself too and something very spontaneous. Uh, I feel soon maybe by your next birthday, maybe by May, did anyone ever post you something about Internet TV or something where uh, uh, I don't know if you would do it or you'd be putting it together? It's what you do, you know, you have this show and it's great, but I also feel that there's something that's going to spring from this that may be, wow, you didn't see this coming either. And you, you need to, a barrier to overcome for you is not ill health as much as you don't need to let yourself get run down. You have a lot of things going at once. Oh, <laughs> understatement. <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely. But, uh, this by next by your birthday, by this May coming up, uh, all of the effort and everything that you did to continue doing what you do, it's going to take a turn for the better. And I mean, it's getting better and getting better. But it, this is going to spiral into something you did not even imagine. But I get it through yeah. networking. I really do yeah. because I still get you like holding. The baton. You're you're still in charge of what you do, and yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't relinquish to anyone else, but you don't need to. No, you I really don't, don't need to. Uh, the beginning. It could be too. Maybe doing your church not only locally, but reaching out to others through like a Skype type of a thing, or a a webinar or a seminar where where people can connect with you and you know join. Reaching the masses, and I just got something visual with it too. That's why I didn't know if it was television or webinar or or, or right. seminar, but well, something on Skype. I'll tell you something really funny. Okay. Um, Max and Debs and a few others, to say the least, and Max definitely has said he could see that. He's given me a reading um, going back a bit, and they've actually got together and started a um, petition to try and get me on the TV on Loose Women. You're kidding. It's a That's program great. called Loose Women. Well, you're going to do it then. But you're Come going on, to guys. You've got to get that bloody petition out. working quickly. <laughs> That's great. Is that Now, that's a show over in the U.K.? 
It is, yeah. Can you stream it live? Would I be able to see it? Oh, it, it's literally, yes, it's literally on a, the normal TV, not internet TV. Okay, okay. And that's great. Did, how many people signed the petition? Um, good question. Max, how many people? We don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll well, I'm making a request now that anybody's listening, please sign that petition because I want to see Sue on Loose Women. <laughs> Oh, don't, don't but you know what? I do feel something for you. You know though. what, though? The funny part is, I just absolutely love doing this show, but the reality check of this is, this does not pay my bills. The thing is, I want to, I love making a difference and I love helping people and everything else, but it's like I, I actually had um, an opportunity where somebody said they wanted me to go on internet TV and I had the contract there and I just got told in my, you know, spirits are telling me, do not join up because you're going to lose who you are. And I don't yeah. care who offers me a contract or whatever. If I can't be the real Ask Sue and I can't be the honest one and be who I am, then I'm not going to do it. Not for all the tea in China. See, that's how I get network, don't partner, network. network I will never, and make oh, no, I, I'm not no. being funny. I have been burnt so many times. You are so right about friendships. I am one of these people that I haven't got a lot of family, so my friends are my family, and I have got some absolute fantastic friends, but I've had some good friends in the past that literally have burnt me big time, and I have sort of lost my trust a little bit because of it, so I don't think I'd ever go in partnership with anybody again. No. You don't need to. I, I feel that there no. is something coming about where you did, you know, you paved the way, you paid the price, and you worked yeah. hard. So it's, uh, and it's a, like a move in the right direction is what I'm getting too. I don't see you like rushing to a decision, uh, but a lot of major changes. I Like I said, I felt by next May it's going to be a whole different realm for you. But also after the uh, the first of the year, maybe I'm just getting somewhere around February there could be, something that leads into what you're really going to do in May. And and you're right, you you know what it's like to have some lean times, and um, you're a self-made woman. You really are. You've been, nobody yeah. knows that, you know, you've you've been through, like, such hard times and you're a survivor. But that was all yeah. lessons because if you could survive, you know, uh, just a, a tough life, you can survive anything. You, you have what it takes. And people want to hear you talk, too. They want to hear you talk. Oh. Because I know you're real, you're authentic. Do you know what the thing is? I want to do more shows yet, literally about the personal me. Because I did one show about when I lost my little one, and people saw that I was for real, and this is what it's all about. And do you know what Lisa? That's exactly what you're like too. And this okay. is why we've literally two minutes left. I want to say to everybody: if if you haven't joined Lisa Bretta on Facebook yet. You need to join it because this lady, and and I don't need to predict, this is going to be fact. You are going to make it big. And I tell you what, you are such an amazing lady, and I can't wait to get you over to the U.K. And when you I come over, going we're going to, to sit down, and you'll have a pint, and I'll have a pint, and we'll just sit back and talk and talk and talk. Oh, <laughs> music to my ears. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and don't forget, you know, Surviving Death of Paranormal, if that takes off, we're going to do continue on with you know expand the series and that'll bring us over soon we'll talk to someone like you who is real and and you know what it's about you're not one of those phony psychics no definitely not definitely not but lisa do you know what just thank you to you for coming on the show doesn't even seem enough but you know how much i appreciate you coming on the show it's been absolute fantastic two hours and i'll be Um, honest with you it's i love doing your show and really silly to tell you i'm not just saying this to you it was like a breath of fresh air because it wasn't one of those canned question shows. I loved your show, and I hope we can do it again sometime. 
Oh, do you know what? I'm actually thinking me and you need to talk about you coming on more often because I have really, really enjoyed it. And I've just got to say, everybody in the chat has loved you tonight. It's been absolutely fantastic. So, Lisa, Beretta, thank you very, very much for coming on the show, and I shall speak to you very, very soon. Thank you, Sue. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Okay. Thanks, Lisa. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was the amazing Lisa Bretta. Thank you, everybody who has called into the show. She will be going to come in on the show again very, very soon. Uh, I apologize to the ones that didn't get make it onto the show, um, but trust me, she will be back for more because what an amazing, amazing lady. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. So please join on to Ask Sue Show on Facebook after the show, and we can put all the links to um, join with Lisa as well. Thank you very much to everybody in the chat room, and I will speak to you all soon. We've got Philippa tomorrow night as well for more shows with her. So another great fun night tomorrow night. Thank you very much, everybody, and good night.